Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're leaving? But I thought uh, you and I were forever. I want you so badly. Mulligan! But then, so does the governor of Puerto Royale. And he will pay well for the capture of Morgan Adams, the pirate. You knew who I was? All along. Morgan! Where are you? Sell to the lady with the monkey! This is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. Hello, everyone, and yar. And welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, my name is Depths of Film Entertainment for All Mankind, episode 492. My name is Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian Frank Langella making it better than it deserves, Dunaway. Oh, yes. Oh, hi, Yar. Hi. No. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Well, I gotta go. Thank you for making the sweet, sweaty, 1600s Caribbean love to me in your man wig, you heartless lieutenant of the Royal Army. Ah, that's right. I knew that you knew that I was the Lady Pirate Morgan, and you were only filling with my lady bits to get the bounty on my booty. <laughs> oh, don't bother with your gun. See, I took your balls. Well, actually, the monkey took your balls. Anyway, the point is, I have your balls. So I guess the takeaway here is it's a real cut scrote island around here, and you let a monkey touch your balls. Cutscrote Island. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to Cut get over that. Island. Oh, my gosh. All right. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> now now I must go ride horses as fast as horses will let you ride them. So fast, in fact, they will have to film us in slow motion, making it seem like we're going even faster, yet somehow slower. Confusing, I know, but you have the next two hours to try and make sense of it all. I can't believe you let the monkey watch, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> what, if one of my alternate titles just changed to Cut Scrote Island. That's fantastic. Cut Island. Right. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's great that my intro was that scene and that your thing was. Yeah, that. there there's so many knives to nuts in this film. Mm. It's just it's yeah. crazy. Knives to nuts. Yeah. 
It's the ratios <laughs> off the charts. What All right. The, what is the exchange rate currently? Yeah. For no you don't want to know. All right. With us no. also, Randy Cutlass. More like cut more, Jordan. <laughs> Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Randy. And and no thank you for saving me from a terrible death by drowning when I was telling you just a couple of minutes ago to let me die. I wanted to save you from the consequences of what I'm now about to inspire you to do because I just changed my mind for no reason. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to die here on this beach and then you're going to go treasure hunting, but you're only going to be successful if you follow the three rules I'm about to tell you. Okay. Ah. All right. Number one, you're going to need to shave my head. Oh, you worse. will know what to do afterward, or at least you better, because I'm not going to plainly just tell you what you need to know, like with details or even helpful hints. Mm-mm. Number two. Yes, I said shave my head. <laughs> what do you mean? We just washed up on a beach and you can't see any way to do that. Use whatever method all women use on your legs and armpits in the Caribbean in the 18th century. Don't question me. I've seen women in every town on every island and not a single one of them has hairy legs or armpits, including you, Gina. Okay, number three. (laughs) And this is very important. Please make sure I'm really dead before you scalp me. (laughs) (laughs) True. And then, you, you know, I won't care. Like, if you hide my scalp in your underwear, that's fine. Oh. Maybe... Maybe you should gouge my eyes out first, okay? My darling daughter. Thanks. I love you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, asking your kid to scalp you when you're done. That was the worst. Yeah, and yeah. they just, like, totally they gloss just right over it. Right I, over I can't wait to it. talk more about this. Yeah. yeah. Really, really weird. Hopefully, hopefully the tattoo artist made a, a dotted line to cut on. Like, all right, cut on the dotted line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's uh, God, that's it's a good time. Uh, with us, finally, Brian... He be coming for your booty, Ibbit. That's right. Better shake it. Greetings, and I hope you've been enjoying your day here at Schmizneyland, not affiliated with that other thing. (laughs) I hope you all got to ride the Batterhorn before it broke down before lunch. Uh, Okay, some quick rules before you ride Pirates of the Cutthroat Island. First, I know the pirates you're going to be seeing on the ride look real, but they're wooden. Oh, no, they're real people but uh, their delivery is just totally wooden. <laughs> so please keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times and your wallets, because this is not a very high-paying gig. <laughs> also, make sure your seatbelts are fastened and that they stay fastened throughout the whole ride. There are several drops. The first drop is the box office results. <laughs> and uh, just when you think you uh, finally can catch your breath from that, well, the next drop is the review from critics. Whew. And then the final drop, uh, you're just never going to see coming, especially if your name is Rennie Harlan. Oh, better brush nice. up that Tinder profile, Rennie. Okay. <laughs> Sit back, enjoy the ride, and I hope you went to the bathroom before you got on the boats because for some reason this ride is over two hours long. Oh, God. <laughs> this is some of your best work, dude. That was it really is good. some of the best work. I think this I think this movie has inspired. Yeah, it's brought something yeah. out in each of us. Uh it's Cutthroat Island. And everybody wanted to pre-show we were talking a little bit. We do this before the show a little bit sometimes. And you guys wanted to get right down to the the meat of a question I had yesterday, which was Somebody tell me if this is a vetoable yeah. film before I get started because I didn't want to start. Right. And if one of you had tasted and went, yeah, oh, no, I was right this. in the middle of the film, and Scott sends out a Discord message to everyone and goes, "Oh, should we? No, we're going to watch this or not?" And it's yeah. like, and I'm like, ah, oh. like, I'm I, like 30 I, minutes I in. I mean, yeah. I so am, I want to I want to try to access what 
what you were perceiving before watching it because like for me before i watched it all i did was just look up like the basics who directed this who's in it when when did it come out this mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. and like on those lines this is so freaking awesome like yeah. like oh, yeah. I, like Gina it's Davis. it's yeah it's like like gone in 60 seconds last week you look at this and go well i can't wait to watch this so what what were you thinking Scott? oh man so that's a great question i think i have a uh, I have a preconception issue with this movie that's that runs real deep and and, and strong. So <clears throat> it's it, this thing comes out right around the time that Waterworld does, and there's a lot of talk about really expensive movies completely flopping. And I personally loved Waterworld, as I've stated on the show many times. I still do, what? but this one I avoided because somehow somehow it was like a forbidden fruit for me in my head because this is a guy that used to Rennie Harlan used to. Uh, collaborate quite a bit with kevin costner who i revere um you may i may just call him kevin revere from now on but anyway i really like (laughs) kevin costner and um they would they would work together quite a bit in fact they made that robin hood movie which was a big box office success and uh despite its its issues it had issues right nobody's denying that it had problems Mm but we'll eventually get to it on this show i'm sure but um they you know that that collaboration to me was like wow I don't want to. I don't want my peanut butter with my chocolate in this case. And if his, if this Cutthroat Island movie is as bad as everybody says, I'm not going to go near it. So it's this like weird, like internal, like philosophical thing, not really based on anything. Because I didn't see it then. I don't. I you know. I knew critics hated it. I knew it was a bomb, and it made like 10 million, but cost 150 million or something, which is just out of this world failure right that's the worst you can do right and i knew the director is like in the guinness book of world records for being the biggest bomb financially right right it's still in there Mm -hmm. Mm because just adjusted for all the numbers based on everything we know there's no other movie that has this this ratio of of death it's just that which is always heaven's gate right those are all close there but this is just like the worst the top the top of the list and so seeing seeing this finally it's like oh yeah right he was dating gina davis which that's fine, except this is the worst performance of her lifetime. This is oh so my bad. Gosh. Yeah, yes. yeah. It was uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about um, is who we think at the time would have been a better uh, Morgan. Uh, um, I, I had a couple, a couple names that I yeah, thought of. Sharon Stone in the mid '90s would have uh, been would have been pretty like badass. Right. Oh yeah, this is I the year she that. made uh, the Quick and the Dead with Sam Raimi, and she is a total badass in that movie. Right. I'm with you. Um, yeah, but that also didn't do well, right? It's kind of uh, well, yeah, yeah. But that's not because it wasn't good. That movie's great. That movie's awesome. Right. That was just more like nobody wants to see a western so, made by Sam Raimi. Was this? This was probably too <laughs> early for Charlize, right? I think she had just done. She would have been very young, ninety five. Yeah, two days in the valley. Yeah, the thing you do. The Devil's Advocate was a couple of years later, and that's really where people started. I just started. I, really I have to pull on a thread that was that was exposed a little bit. Ago. All right, okay. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Ren, Rennie Harlan never collaborated with Kevin Costner. You're thinking of thinking uh, a of? writer named Ron Shelton who. Hold on. Was didn't Rennie Harlan make? Didn't he direct the the this uh the Robin Hood movie? No, you're thinking of like Bull Durham and Tin Cup and. Yes, that was a guy named Ron Shelton. Hold on. I know I'm it not. It feels Rennie Harlan, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Rennie because... Harlan didn't make those movies at all. Why is this? Oh, I'm having Mandela problems. <laughs> Seriously, Mandela's trapped in a jailhouse in my head yeah. right now. This is bad. Are you, you're, you're, 
You're telling Maybe me Mandela directed that movie. Now, <laughs> Rennie Harlan, Rennie Harlan this, has this collaborated with. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> he's collaborated with Sylvester Stallone a lot, and uh, I actually can't wait. Like we've seen some Rennie Harlan movies already for this show. We've seen Deep Blue Sea and. Uh, uh, What's the other uh, one where someone it, was blown um, through something, just like uh, poor Frank Langella was? What was that movie? Uh, we saw. Uh, we saw. Uh, did we see? Die? I think we saw Die Hard two. We've seen The Adventures yeah, of Fort Fairlane. Yeah, but we, we saw the we, we, we saw the one with Sam Jackson and and, another, and with her again. Deep, Deep um, Lucy. No, uh, not the Deep Long Lucy. Kiss Goodnight. We watched the Long Kiss Goodnight for Christmas a yeah, couple years yeah. ago. Gina Davis. So, yeah, that's the one. Gina Davis one. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I can but understand. When are we going to get to freaking cliffhanger? We just got to get to cliffhanger. It's got to uh, be streaming somewhere. Uh, yeah, and it's got our it's got our buddy in there too, right? Because he Sylvester was Sylvester uh, Stallone, and uh, I mean, what a what a like the perfect film sack movie, and it's just never streaming. Yeah. Like Lithgow. Rex Rex Lynn is in that. I think Mr. Blair. He just blew me away in this film. Rooker. By the way. Oh wait, who's Rex? Rex? Say that again. Who? Who's that? Rex. Rex Lynn, he played Mr. Blair in this movie. He was the most interesting. Oh, yeah. Probably the, the, the most. Tattoo, in, tattoo the face. Yeah, he was the heart. He was walking. He was always hanging out yeah. with Francis from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> Christopher, <laughs> yes. Christopher Masterson. Yeah. Oh, and, right. right. Okay. Yeah. And he and he was in a movie we'll never watch for film sack, a Kevin Costner movie yeah. uh, called Wyatt Earp. And uh, oh, again, yes. it's too not, long. not anything to do with Rennie Harlan. That was a Lawrence Kasdan movie. <laughs> but we'll, we'll never watch it for film sack because it's over three hours long. But man, I wish we could. Oh, wait till next week. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really annoyed by this. I, I swore. I, I'm looking at this now and you're you're 100 percent right. You never did shit with Rennie Harlan. Why did I have this in my head? All these years. Um, okay, so anytime you need a director to direct some actors to be really, really wooden, Kevin Costner excels at this, by the I, way. Oh, totally disagree. To- 100% disagree. That's Dude. the thing. Like, a lot of these guys kind of just seem and sound alike, but they get totally different results. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I don't have any fault with the energy of this movie. You know, like... Uh, I, I really, How about the I, dialogue? Okay. The, yes, the script is terrible. You can tell that it's a script that is like a, a patchwork of many different things. But like I was really – I was coming into this movie expecting to see Matthew Modine playing the role that Carrie Elwes was born to play. What the hell? Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. And I was expecting to see him be really, really wooden, and he wasn't at all. He had a lot of, of energy. Yeah. And he was very interesting. Yeah, he looked good too. Like I'm not – you know, I don't mm-hmm. like the dudes, but uh, he he's a handsome <laughs> Feller, you know. <laughs> Why can't you like the dudes? No, just, I'm just saying. You know, I'm, not, I'm not attracted to the dudes, but I, I can appreciate the a good looking man. You know, like he was a mm-hmm. good looking dude back in the day. These days, if you've seen him lately, uh, he looks like a melting candle. But that's what we all do when we get old. So <laughs> that's because he is literally. Benefits. Mm. He's a guy who definitely benefits with facial hair. Like I think facial yeah, hair. Yeah makes Matthew Modine look a lot better than without. I don't yeah. know. He kind of looked kind of creepy with the, he had the, he still had the thin, the thin the, facial the Errol, hair. Yeah, basically the yeah, arrow plan. Yeah, yeah, we got swashbuckling film. Oh. It makes sense. They were fitting, you know. See, for some reason, you know that, what's that movie? Uh, I forgot the director, the guy that made Popeye, but then also those those big Oscar winning films. <laughs> oh, great. I can't Popeye, say Popeye. The, the, right the, right the movie it. film? I can't say it around him, but he'll... <laughs> He does that thing. <laughs> but what, what what am I thinking of? Uh, the director who died not that long ago, he made uh, Prairie Home Companion. I'm only mentioning the ones that aren't his best work, but I can't think of his name. Anyway, the director of Popeye. Robert uh, Altman. Robert Altman. There we go. Oh, Altman. Sure, He's in yeah. one of those really good, like widely the praised. Player or um, right. it's, it's Tim Robbins, but it's one of those like that. Altman yeah. may have made that, I think, actually. I'm not sure. 
I thought Altman Rainier. did do the player, but there was another one that Altman did that was. There's one with a huge group of people, and mm-hmm. oh, and people. he's in this. So, uh, dude, we're talking about here, Matthew Modine's in it. The Grand Canyon was it, or um, um, no? It was an, another one. Shit. It was like that though. It was um, like that. I just shortcuts. 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 That's it. And there's yeah. a scene. I'll never forget this for some reason. The, this may be Mandela as well. Okay, <laughs> Julianne Moore. <laughs> yeah. She okay. Was it her walking around with her pants off, or yes, him that was yes. walking around with his pants off? No, it was Julianne Moore walking around with the uh, top on, pants off. Okay, all right. And so, and that wasn't in the Big Lebowski because she's in the Big Lebowski, but she doesn't have her pants off in the Big Lebowski. Right? She is naked for part of the Big Lebowski during like a painting scene. <laughs> I, I I don't want to turn into the Mister Skin of Film Sack, uh, right? Like Brian, <laughs> um, when have we seen Gina Davis yeah, naked? Hey, Brian. Uh, well, it'd be a side boob in the fly. Yeah. And uh, it, it with all your all your really is. important celebrity nudity information. Brian right, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, I didn't mean to By go the there. By the way, but... Matthew Modine Modine was also <laughs> in the Robert Altman film Streamers, and uh, that movie has a very young David Alan Greer in 1983. Oh, streamers was the, the subtitle uh, "Like and Subscribe." What the hell was that? What is that? <laughs> smash, yeah, I, I remember streamers. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Thanks yeah, for your prime true. sub. It says underneath there. I don't know. It's what a it is. it's a it's a Vietnam movie. Oh, okay. I, mm. I don't know why I don't know that. And he's also we've seen him previously on this show in uh, uh, Stone Stone Cold Jacket. What's it called? Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Stone oh, Cold Jacket. <laughs> Starring Vin Diesel. Yeah, he was your main dude that like carried through and you know <sighs> survived survived yeah, uh, private, everything. Private uh, Kubrick. Yeah, private Joker. Joker. There Didn't you realize go. they stack shit that high. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I. What a career! Like to to have to be in Full Metal Jacket and to be in Cutthroat Island and to be in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Seriously, like by, I like this. Like this. Every, uh, yeah. You wanted to like describe these things as like the pillars of his of his work, and I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I wouldn't pull Cutthroat Island into being one of those pillars. It's kind of like a. A crack in the floor next to the pillars of Dark Knight and uh, <laughs> Metal Jacket. I, I just like I don't know. I I give I give movies a lot of credit for what they could be. You know, like what they yeah. should be based based right. on just who's in it, who's making it, when is it coming out, what's the you know what's the 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 the, the uh, uh, was uh, the pedigree of the film, right? right. And mm-hmm. like watching this, there were moments when I was really impressed. Like, uh, and, and it's because the film is. Two solid hours of action sequences. Mm-hmm. Like it is really, oh, it, is, yeah. it is, it is, it is like porn in that it rushes from action sequence to action sequence with as little inter intermediary dialogue as possible. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I love the scene when Matthew Modine tries to deliver the pizza. Yeah, yeah. It's great. nah. And and on you know like uh, uh, everybody hated Rennie Harlan because he made actors do their own stunts as much as they possibly could, yeah. but my God, there's a stunt in this movie where Gina Davis rolls down a roof and lands on a moving carriage, and it's her. And we yeah, and, and it's it her, her. Yeah, and we saw, and we're watching the second take. Apparently, in the first take, she missed, and yeah. oh yeah. my god, too early and got ran over by the carriage. Yeah. Oh my god, like there's part, like this, there's parts of this movie where I'm like, this is legendary. I'm watching something that you know, like, is unique, yeah. and I and I I'm here for it. Yeah, I was too. That's the funny thing about it. So we never really got to the answer, which was, is this. The 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 forfeitable horrible thing that I was worried about when I asked you guys if we were going to veto it or not. 
Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. answer is this is prime sack. If you ask yes, me, yes, that I'm going to agree. It's prime sack. It's 100% something we would do. The show covers movies like this. We should do it. It's uh, notable in history, film history as this big bomb. It's important. I think as this show does to go into it and figure out why and like pull it apart and look at all the pieces and also look at the fact that this thing is a contradiction. In some ways, it's the worst thing we've seen. And in other ways, right. there are moments like the one you described and also a lot of the battleship battle stuff that is mm-hmm. like jaw-droppingly amazing and explains yeah. where all the money went, by the way. Um, but but nonetheless, all of that is like discussion-worthy and perfect for the show. So I'm glad we didn't veto it. And I'm not going to say I had a terrible time either. In fact, I think I could watch Frank Langella cheese up that thing all day. I'd love that. <laughs> His part Yeah, it's great. funny because Frank Langella credits this uh, and Masters of the Universe as two of his favorite roles, along with Nixon and Frost Nixon. Like he says, those are his three favorite roles. And yeah, he's uh, ever had, which is maybe he crazy. meant they had like uh, like roles Good on money. set. These, these were the the, the roles where right, I made roles the most of money, money. <laughs> right? Yeah, or they had like really good catering roles. It was, yeah. it was right. another thing. Another he's not thing talking that, about acting. Another yeah. thing that Rennie Harlan was famous for is spending money on the actors, like the the main people, uh, mm-hmm. who, while they're filming. Like 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 the main people would be like, "I'm hungry. Oh, I'm going to take you to a five star restaurant right now." Like. Rennie Harlan was famous for that. And mm. so, yeah, you would expect the those principles to come away having enjoyed the experience, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I assume. And, that's, and that's not good. I mean, that's not that's like not what you want in a in a director producer that needs to produce something that's going to make money. You can't have them being frivolous and and oh, you know, let's go out for a nice meal. It's kind of like an old boss I had that just wanted to blow all the company money on doing stuff like that and I felt guilty the whole time because no, this is right. needs to go in the company. Well, well, I, I, the best trivia that I've ever seen for a film sack movie is that, uh, Rennie Harlan and Gina Davis both liked a particular canned beverage and Uh, a great, a great amount of money was spent shipping (laughs) in cases and cases of it. You know, can we not just say V8 on the show? Can we not say V8? Was it V8? God, that's disgusting. Why? What? Wait, hold on. Why? I've never heard of this. Is this true? They had a meal. Yeah. yeah, and that there were cases and cases left over of this stuff when filming. <laughs> they didn't want to get scurvy. I love V8. I'm a fan. I'll drink that. I like, it with vodka. No, I like I like <laughs> I actually it smells terrible, but I like the uh the fruit vegetable mix. Yeah. yeah. V8. Oh, they, really? Oh, but don't the V8, smell them. V8, V8 splashes? Yeah, don't smell them, but oh my god. I like god, the regular V8 delicious. a lot more than the V8 splashes. Yeah, I like the but, spicy uh, V8s. They have a spicy mm-hmm. version. Oh man, I it's can, spicy. Yeah. Those are great. Those are very spicy. I Randy that's is basically Scott, that's quiet basically about V8. It's basically a bloody mary, Scott. You you've, you've basically had a bloody mary. <laughs> yeah, that's How many vitamins are in that? I have you drink, think? I've drunk them. Eight. Eight. Oh, okay. Is that how that works? Oh my god. You answered that so fast. Not even lag yeah, could yeah. stop you. Look, that was like I said, we were talking about before the show, sarcasm. I don't even know if I have it anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. Who knows Who knows what's what? But that's that's it. Oh, so, Randy, on. wait, why I'm Randy? Dead. I'm dead. I really <laughs> do want to know why Randy wouldn't say V8. How come you wouldn't say V8? Was there a reason or just didn't want to say it? Or? I was, it was I'm just, not it giving them three my mind. And I was, oh, okay. car, car reference? It, no, it had, you just, it had slipped to my mind, and I was trying to I was trying to stick to the, the story. I like uh, it. Point. All right. That's fine. The, 
But the thing, but the but the thing where cases of it were left over when filming was finished, oh, and then like the good. crew came in and they all grabbed some. Like, yeah, that's like, what's wrong with Rennie Harlan? Like, why, why would you do this? <laughs> oh, look, free V eight. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's like, you only live once. We're only gonna ever make this movie this one time. Get all the V eight you want. Like, right? A, They're not gonna let us spend this kind of money again. No, not on V eight. This is V eight money. It. Yeah, you know what? He ever you all get V eights. It's a very weird, very weird thing. Uh, by the way, that, you know, this, this, that oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I was I was going to talk about what's talking about finances. I I have trouble. The more the more the longer we do film sack, and the more I read about Hollywood accounting, the more every time they say this is the biggest loss a movie take has taken, I'm yeah. like, I don't want to hear it. Mm. Y'all are just making up numbers over there. Mm. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. There's a little of that. Uh, I mean, okay, so here it is by the numbers, and according to the Guinness Book of World Records, this is what they have. The film is the biggest financial loss ever, according to it. It cost $115 million to make, which at the time was uh, pretty colossal, and made $10 million at the box office, a loss of $105 million. I'm really glad they did the math of minusing yeah. $10 million from 115 But anyway, uh, this doesn't account for uh, anything else. Like, I, I don't know what DVD sales were like or, or VHS right. at the time. Uh, Non-existent. This maybe thing they just were. never showed up on Prime. I maybe. mean, nobody was clamoring for Cutthroat <laughs> Island. No. Can I get the Blu-ray? Are there any director commentaries yeah. about this? If, yeah. so, if I don't have it, then no one's asking for it. Okay? Right. So, I mean, it's pretty rough. <laughs> it is a, that is a so good barometer. I, yeah. I, I dug through box office listings uh, to create the list of movies that were bigger bombs than Cutthroat Island. It's not a very long list. No. But uh, mm-hmm. what what I was doing is is looking at not adjusted for inflation because uh, because the numbers are important, I think. Like when you adjust them for inflation, you're like making up an imaginary number as though the movie was being made now. And maybe people wouldn't make this movie in 2020, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. like the nominal numbers, Cutthroat Island is not in the top. 10 uh oh, the, right. the absolute biggest box office bomb of all time was mortal engines a couple years ago we got a new champion yeah. coming up yeah. Yeah. i kind of wanted to see that because it looked really cool but it just didn't yeah. didn't City, uh, cities didn't on deliver, wheels huh? of mm-hmm. course that's going to be mm-hmm. so expensive yeah. Yeah. cities on even with cgi it's, it's probably outrageous so i got a question Hold this on, before we get one. off Mortal Engines, real quick. That yes. was that uh, concept artist I love, Ian McHugh, contributed to that. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. amazing. That dude's amazing. Everything he makes yes. is just freaking incredible. And so just shout out to Ian McHugh. Well, and, and, never seen and his don't art, forget, the, the movie was written by Fran Walsh, Philippa Boyens, and Peter Jackson. Mm. Oh, like, right, come on. Right. How could it be bad, right? How could well, it be bad? He was right, three-part Hobbit? He was still baking in his <laughs> oh Hobbit God. house, yeah. Don't remind me of the stupid three parts for the Hobbit. Whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm not mad. Uh, so you know, swashbuckling films were a a thing in Hollywood for a very long time, and I was I was trying to figure out what made this film so much more expensive than those. They used to make those kind of films all yeah, the time. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about like the like the Errol Flynn days, and yeah, yeah, I mean, 20s you were, and 30s and stuff like that. Yeah. So was it just the number, the sheer number of real outside shots with real giant ships? I mean, because we weren't really working CGI, not to that extent. You know, it's funny because I've never seen any of those. uh, And I feel like I should for historical sake, but it would be interesting to compare, like, see what the, what the the visual effects, the the practical effects were like for those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Right. And by floating barrels on the the deck and stuff like that, you know. But the explanation for why it it cost so much to make this movie was that he was determined to film it in Malta, 
And if, oh. he, had, if he had just done it more cheaply and elsewhere, that they, they might have San had Diego? A, a fighting chance. Yeah. yeah. Right. There was yeah. a scene where it looked like Lake Powell or something. I thought, oh, did they film it here? That'd save them some money. No. They did it. No. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to name I wanted to name three movies that lost more money than this one and see if oh, you, yeah. if you recognize something. So in this list, which includes like uh John Carter and Gemini oh, Man. Yes. Um oh, yeah. there's three there's three movies that just stuck out to me, and they are The Lone Ranger. And <laughs> Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, oh. and King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Wait, what's going on here? If you have a swashbuckling movie, apparently yes. you're going to lose money bad. It's well, a lot, a lot of people Sinbad? think uh, Pirates of the Caribbean came along and uh, broke the uh, broke the curse Mold? or whatever. But right. the truth is, it had been a curse for a lot longer since. Well, the, the, the concept was, hey, Cutthroat Island ruined pirate movies or this kind of thing, and we're never going to have another one again that will make money. And then that came and broke that curse. But the truth was, people have been trying to make these since they were huge in the 40s and 50s, and they've been mm-hmm. failing one after another. They were all bad for a really long time, and pirates nailed that first one, but then got real bad again. So I don't know what it is with a swashbuckler freaking swinging on the a, swash, a, yeah the swashbuckler's curse yeah what's that about because put pirates those are great. swashbuckles away i want more pirate movies but i think i want I, blood I anytime, and like rated r I stuff mean, is what i want right it, it up until now it would be really hard to shoot uh i think where we will we'll come back to these movies because up until now it's been real hard to shoot a big outside scene in cgi with actors but we're getting we're getting to the point that we can easily do that now. So, all these practical things that make these movies so expensive, I, I think we could probably revisit. I, think I don't know if anyone too. has interest yeah. in them. Last last yeah. little thing I want to say is in this deep dive on films that lost more money than Cutthroat Island. There's ten of them exactly. I found a movie that I cannot wait for us to sack. We have to. You do not get to veto <laughs> we it. Must sack it. I, I've never heard of it before. It is called Monster Trucks. And oh Monster yeah. Trucks, Monster Trucks came movie. out in 2016. <laughs> Wait for Dunaway to say, "Oh, I oh, yeah. no, no, it is. It's a monster truck, and he's got there's a there's a there's like an alien monster in the in the truck. It's actually really charming. I I like it. <laughs> is that <laughs> charming? Is not, that was not the word I thought you were going to end that sentence with. No. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's a buddy relationship between uh, a a young boy and his is yeah, and it's a truck. It's you know the, the play is here that it's it's a monster truck. There's actually a monster inside a truck shell. And that's how he hides. So if you kind of think like Bumblebee, what it ended up being, the film, uh, is kind of like that. You know, he's always trying to hide the monster. I I, I thought it was cute. Okay. I enjoyed it. Go ahead, Randy. I, I mean, have you seen it? I have not. I've never even heard of this. And oh, we will love it. I yeah. can't wait. We're going to sack this thing. Uh, it was a massive box office bomb. I don't know how it was even made. Uh, how did they <laughs> spend $100 million or whatever? <laughs> Uh, if you ever tried given, to put a monster in a truck, it's very difficult. It was apparently it was apparently <laughs> filmed in and around Kamloops, British Columbia, which is a part of the world I love. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's this series on Netflix called Rust Valley Restorers that is filmed up north of there in Salmon Arm, and it's a, just a part of the world where like cars against the background of the beautiful British Columbia is just like really something, hmm. and uh, that's. It's it's freaking monster truck. Oh my god! I can't oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was good. It felt like a throwback to me. It felt like something that should have been made during the eighties, but in a much crappier way. Well, it's not, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like what you've described. Well, whatever. This came out when this car, th- this truck thing, twenty sixteen. 
Do you guys Something say like that? Yeah, like five. That's yeah, crazy. Five, six years ago. I've never even heard of this. I'm looking yeah, at no, stuff now. We should do this. We should totally, totally do it. Totally. Yeah, I remember totally, at the, yeah. the time this was this was when this kind of movie was coming out, and then there was that that uh, robot fight movie, not the Transformers. Don't be smart. I'm talking about the ones that was literally like uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots Come to Life. Oh, me and uh, Brian saw that in a theater together. Uh, yeah, yeah. So did. that was all. Yeah. That was all in that same time period. I we loved kind of going, that we were going movie. Through a, we were going through a phase as a, as that was 2011. Going. So it was a while back. But that is a great right. uh, that that movie's actually good. Like legitimately. Mm-hmm. A fun, like a lot of film. thanks to Hugh Jackman too for oh yeah, that, yeah, and, and uh, uh, Lily Von oh yeah Lost. Uh, What's her name? We're Lily Von Lost. <laughs> Lily Evan- Evangeline Lily. There it is. <laughs> Evangeline Lily. She's great there in go. there. Those the, the I, mean, I like uh, a, Wasp, I'm a Wasp, huge I'm a huge kid in his robot or man in his robot story. So I'm a sucker. Like give me yeah. give me um, uh, freaking I, yeah. What's that Iron Giant? Iron Giant. So good. Any day. Yeah. God, so good. Yeah. In fact, That's in fact, was, we me. were talking pre-show about um, Ted Lasso, and they had the episode where the team's watching Iron Giant, and Ted says, uh, "I, I got to leave, but just just be ready. You're gonna have a room full of adult men crying here in about a half an hour." He's like, "Well, I'll be one of them." <laughs> that's just great because that's that movie's like that kind of thing, and I love that stuff. So I'm a sucker for it. If you're telling me Monster Truck is in that vein, uh, I think. Hey, okay, might. okay, maybe I oversold it. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the minute it's, I it's start a, thinking I'll like it, you you oversold. Right, it. right. Is is a charming film if if you were like on the Disney Channel. You know, if you're like if you're watching the Disney Channel, not not Disney Plus, I'm talking about the the trash that they show throughout the day yeah. on the Disney Channel. It's kind of like one of those films, but maybe a little higher budget. So just get your expectations right. I still enjoyed it, though. I, I thought it was a good time. What I'm well, surprised got, about, about your list, Randy, is how many are more, are more recent films than I than I thought of. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I would have, you would think it wouldn't be. Yeah. yeah, I would have thought they'd been older films uh, or, you know. Ishtar is nowhere near that list, you know. No, I mean when when we started Film Sack, I mean the only conversation ever was always Ishtar. That was like mm-hmm. that was the yeah. biggest it's flop like, that we knew in our heads. It was the most publicly um God, it seemed like everybody was talking about it, every news show and entertainment yeah. tonight and extra and everything like that. And what are those? Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Those were like <laughs> before <laughs> the <laughs> internet <laughs> where we got our news. Yeah, John <laughs> Tesh you know, giving the hard commentary about why uh Cutthur uh, uh not Cutthroat Island, why why those movies sucked and it, it, those uh-huh. that's how we got our entertainment news back yeah. in the day. Everybody yeah, and, and Cutthroat Island wasn't such a critical bomb. Like that's the thing. The thing about uh, like Last Action Hero was yeah. that it it bombed with critics, and then a bunch of audience were like, "Well, then I'm not going to go see it." And then it, you know, well, can we all agree that it was better than the critics said? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. All right, good, good, good. Okay, yeah. Whew, I was long there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I love that film. I, yeah. You know, I think it was. Uh, I enjoyed it because my expectations were so low from all of the the talk about it and it's here's here's the funny thing i did see this in the theaters i, I was oh, one of the people that, that is great to their one million dollar uh box office or whatever it was <laughs> yeah. 10 million spent 110 uh, made 100 million yeah. or 10 million um yes, but i don't remember any of it and then watching it last time like oh you know this actually Maybe it's maybe it's that I went into this thinking it was going to be really horrible, but for whatever reason I'm enjoying it. And yeah, Gina Davis unfortunately yes. is the worst thing in this. She's normally fantastic, she's, and she's just the wrong pick. Yeah. She's the best worst thing because I I don't know. I, I there's sometimes where I'm like, <laughs> I really feel like it was spot on, but I really feel like the problem is 
the the actors were never in the same area together long enough to form any real bonds. Everything just felt very. I feel like everybody was interpreting the movie themselves. Each of the actors mm-hmm. did. Nobody felt like they had a, a coherent idea of what they were supposed to be giving, especially like Frank Langella, Frank, Frank Langella, who was amazing <laughs> as dog Brown as the uncle of, of Gina Davis. And I mean, he was both terrifying and hilarious all at the same time. Last but name a lot Brown? Of times, is it really uncle Brown? Dog, was it, What's that? Yeah, dog Brown. Dog Brown. Dog yeah. Brown. I dog hate that. That sounds we like dog Brown. We gotta get you back to Cutthroat Island. <laughs> it's not. It's your. It's your niece, Marty. Like that's right. terrible. Well, think, and and dog yeah. is is they. I was like, oh, what a stupid name. And I think the payoff was at the very end. Gina Davis made some bad joke. There was so many bad one-liners in this film, but there was like some bad joke about some dog joke or something. It was horrible. But uh, but I think friend, I think uh, Frank Langella, he I thought he embodied what was wrong with this film, which was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. If they gave me some lines, I'm going to read it in the moment. I, I'm not even on stage with anybody right now. I'm just going to I'm just going to go around and smack some extras in the head, make some little jokes, yeah. which is a, like which is a shame. It's a shame they didn't figure out his characterization because he starts out so strong. Oh right? yeah, like, so good. He start, he starts out, and you think like, oh, this guy's like a secret agent or something, and mm. and then you realize, no, 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 he's a bumbling con man. Oh, that's even better. There's a lot of of very well worn territory that they could cover with this character, and then uh, no, they are you talking about William Shaw, Matthew Modine's character? Or are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. He I kept feeling like a chicken. Dog the, Brown. He kept feeling like a chick in the bucket in the waiting to me. I, feel, I just felt like we yeah, were yeah. we were we were getting to points in that thing where he was just downstairs drowning for a half an hour, and mm-hmm. you were just like, "Well, I guess we're right. I guess we're not going to get back to that." Or you know, when when he shows up, it'll be some shock. Like somehow you survived, but right. there were times where I thought, it was, "Is he going to go full?" It was it was it was fun in the fact that I feel like, and maybe it was unintentional. I can't say. All I know is this was 1995. We were flipping the script. Gina Davis was uh, st- stepping into roles that were supposed to be, uh, you know, action heroines who were, uh, you know, instead of the man being the hero, the the woman was going to be the hero. And uh, Matthew Bodine's character was kind of that secondary character. And they played him like that. Right. Like he didn't Damn really matter. Yeah, yeah, he didn't really matter. What what he really had going on just didn't wasn't really that important. Right. He was just a love interest. It just felt like they weren't, they were afraid to go full on Matthew Modine's character, uh, uh, shot being the damsel in distress. Like they had him rescuing himself, and really they should have had Gina Davis rescuing him. Yes. If they exactly. wanted to go full on with the, no, she is the action hero. She is the, the top build, badass pirate woman. Right. Um, they need to have her save him more often than right, he right. Well, supposedly he that's can, supposedly can that's why uh, what's his name turned on the role. Uh, Michael Douglas was supposed to be in this, and he said, "Oh, really?" He said he didn't like the way it was written because she <laughs> was too she was too domineering, and they didn't he didn't like the direction of that. And I don't I'm take that for whatever. But that's it is, what she's but, supposed. To, that was. The, I mean, I agree. I, I, I totally it's agree. It's funny because one of the people I was thinking would have been a better. Uh, Morgan would have been Catherine Zeta Jones. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Now that would have been. That's not but bad. Accent yeah. and everything. Like keep it. Yeah. Just just go with it. That's yeah. not bad. That would have made more sense because the accents in this film made absolutely zero sense. Mm-hmm. All the way from I love Stan Shaw by the way, Mr. Glasspool, mm-hmm. and yeah. Oh, yeah, all they yeah. all they let him do the whole film was just 
Morgan! Morgan! <laughs> right. I love Morgan! him. I love him too. He plays a he plays a boxer in Harlem Nights. Yeah, that, very good. That they count the on roles. a bunch and he has to he has to wear some great uh costumes. Yeah. And like I was just like waiting. I was so waiting for him to have a bigger role in this film. And no, not really. Not no. really. No. Mm-hmm. He's great in like oh, Rising Sun. We saw him in that. Um yeah. Did we see I love him in uh, in in oh, I just love everybody in Monster Squad though, and yeah. uh, we still had to see Daylight. We we missed that mm-hmm. one time before that Stallone movie where I think he's is he in the tunnel oh, that gets blown yeah. up. Yeah, you know what I I always say I thought we saw that. I really did think we saw Daylight. Yeah, we wanted to, and it was on the list for a is while, and something happened. Yeah, it got mm-hmm. pulled. He's bu- still so busy, busy, still but, working. Lots of stuff going on. I, Seems but like I, a, but I I want a trope alert on Gina Davis I can do because. That. Uh, how do you do that? In a, how do you, how do you do all that in a corset? Uh, you can't do all that in a corset. Nope. I'm nope. sorry, but but sorry. like the, every movie uh, up up to a point where the lead is a woman and she has to perform action. There's also a guy like Rennie Harlan or someone going. Oh, and we need to see those boobs, like yeah. really, really constricting mm-hmm. your breath and like everything. Like I don't know how she did it, but it doesn't make sense and it's kind of weird. Yep. Yeah, but that was kind of some of it, some of it played well because she was the character was intentionally doing that, trying to, you know, use her sexuality to her advantage. And so I was OK with it there. But then, like you said, sometimes it's just like, what are they doing right yeah, now? She's like what running everywhere. Yeah, she's, she's constantly oh, running in a course in slow motion. Why was there so much mm-hmm. slow motion? Anytime I see this much <laughs> slow motion in a film, I go, oh, they didn't get the long enough shots they needed because they needed that scene to be extended. And so, and they didn't film it that long. They, but it's they not like there's any narrative going on during the slow motion. Usually, when they do that, it's <laughs> You're because talking about TV narration from slow mo. Well, no, well, and that's when things yeah. really went sideways. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I guess kind of that would be the only way to do that. But still, it's like if there's right. if there's no other plot movement, they're not cutting back to um, the ship. And right, right. I guess they kind of were, but not really with any sort of plot movement. But, I was, but I was happy to see that it was the kind of slow motion I like. It wasn't the the skip frame slow motion, oh, which I that, hate, hate they used stuff, in yeah. Lord of the Rings and everything mm-hmm. else. I've yeah. seen it a million times. This is the proper slow motion. Uh, I agree. That's how it always Too has to be. It. If you're if you're going to do that skip frame business that Peter Jackson oh, was so that. fond of, freaking f oh. off, get out of mm-hmm. here, go start go start your own Hollywood, knock yeah. it off. <laughs> he practically has. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, it kind of has <laughs> New Zealand's Hollywood right. over there, but. But yeah, yeah like it looks you, like you, it looks like you don't know how to do slow mo. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I cannot agree with that I enough. Just honestly, seriously, I feel like going out and doing a march for this. There needs to be no right. more skip frame. Now that <laughs> yeah. I know there are really important things going on in the world right now, but that could, that's an easy one. Just stop doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's super easy. Just don't do it. Just yeah. quit it. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, and there's a there's a related trope that this movie leans on way too heavily, oh, which is that. you have to you have to destroy everything. If you're going to have this much action, you have to just destroy yes. everything oh, in the universe. Yep. And there's a, there's a point where you're just like, how did these things exist in this universe where everything gets blown up all the time? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 It was a uh, good destruction. You know, I'm going to give it credit for that. Like the, the money was well yeah. spent. I'm, I'm going to stick a gif I made in the, uh, in our little discord group. People at home will be able to see this. Is obviously. it a, is it a gif of uh Langella? It's a gif <laughs> of, uh, of giraffes. Uh, no, it's this explosion thing. And that's, 
That's legit looking. I mean, look at that thing. You guys see I, that? In your I'm telling you, man. Uh, yeah, that like this kicks trash over with like the leave extraordinary gentleman another week when we mm-hmm. saw that that fake just cover up fire. That looks legit, and that's hard because those characters are standing towards us. They're yeah. probably in front of a green screen, I'm assuming. Or- right, and they're all on these little rocket-powered uh, launchers yeah. that you stand on, and they kind of kind of throws you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one guy in the looks end, you can good. see him actually jump, but actually it looks like he's trying to escape, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, there's lots of moments like that, and so the movie deserves some, I mean, that's, I didn't see this on a big screen with real good sound or anything because the way I capture stuff, it's all on a computer, but... I got to thinking, you know, this, this wouldn't be that bad in my living this room. Movie, all right. This movie got to me, this movie, I have never seen this movie. And it was, I got to say, there were parts of it that were way better than I ever guessed because I've seen this cover box a million times and I never wanted to watch it because it looks. It, it's it just, a Drew Struzan like joint, though. Drew Struzan. Yeah. 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 It just didn't look it just didn't look like something I wanted to see. Yeah. And uh but watching it, I was like, there are some really good things in this movie. Yeah. Wrong. Many times too. Yeah. Many times watching this movie, I'm just like, oh my God, they actually did this. Like they the yeah. person I'm watching did this stunt. Praise job. And like praise job. Some sometimes job. it was it was really, really bad, right? Like there's a there's a stunt where Gina Davis falls backwards off a balcony down downward and lands on something oh, yeah, rel- yeah. relatively soft. But you know, like you're you're looking down at her falling. Right. And it's she's clearly falling into a, a green pillow. Yeah. Right. And, and it's like, oh, they didn't figure out how to make that look good at all. That was really <laughs> yeah. ugly. Yeah. So is it because uh, this gets used so much, is this is it a, a typical thing in um, construction to pull something up really heavy using one rope uh, and a pulley, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and then just yeah. leave it attached and not actually attach it to the building or the construction or the absolutely. thing that you're doing when you're doing this? Okay. I don't, no, I don't think just so. Sure. I, I, I mean, don't. this is supposed to be the 1600s, so I mean, that's exactly how we did that during the 1600s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're trying to get a piano <laughs> into your third floor <laughs> right, apartment. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Let's and, just leave that there. We'll go ahead and attach it to the building tomorrow. But uh, what do we yeah, have? Rope, yeah. rope holding that? Cool. We're good. All right. Thanks. Let's yeah, move on yeah. to something else. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's, 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 we're, we're starting to get to the point we need to trope for that because, yeah. yeah, because this happened last week with our movie with the wrecking ball. They just kept on, it's like, we're just going to keep on working. We got construction equipment here. <laughs> We're just going to keep right. on doing the thing. Yeah, we're building uh, yeah. the stuff. What are you building? I don't the know. Something. I don't know. Airport. We're wrecking this part of the airport to build this part of the yeah. airport. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because we just did that here in Salt Lake. There's a brand new airport and I haven't been. Oh. There. Um, <laughs> all right, it. check this out. I got some I got some of this right here. Whoops. Scrutiny. All right, there's this uh, piece of trivia in here that says, this is one of our typical ones, so you'll get it. But anyway, some scrutiny. Uh, this says Tom Cruise, Daniel, D- Daniel Day-Lewis, Keanu Reeves, Liam Neeson, Jeff Bridges, J- uh, Ralph Fiennes, or Ray Fiennes, Charlie Sheen, Russell Crowe, Tim Robbins, Gabriel Byrne, and Michael Keaton all <laughs> reportedly turned down the lead role. Yeah, I don't know. I need some. I need yeah. citations. Uh, yeah, I think that's yeah, that's a little and, bit. And let's uh, let's suspect. let me just come back to a second here. I understand people are allowed to demand that you call them whatever they want you to call them, yeah. but your name is spelled Ralph. I'm sorry, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna you're just gonna lay that down, are you? And say right. uh, for once. No, I'm not calling you that. Just right. change the spelling. Just change your spelling, and I'll, right. I'll call you whatever you want. Okay, because it is say, you it does you, say Ralph. You say your name however you want to, my friends. You're not wrong. It says Ralph. I mean, it always has, and we've mm-hmm. just been told to say Rafe. 
Wow, I don't even know what to think now. Now that you said this, <laughs> I feel like I've been cheated all these all these years because <laughs> I knew it looked like Ralph, and I knew that yeah. you know it was. And then, but everyone was so quick to say, "No, no, no, it's Ray Fiennes." Isn't that cool? What a weird way to say that name. Yeah, really neat. Yeah, Ray Fiennes. And then I just accepted it. But Randy's right. F that. You're Ralph Fiennes. Just change the spelling. You How hard what? is it to change the spelling? You're not just Ralph Fiennes. Well, You're Ralph Fiennes. You know Rafe, Rafe isn't a good word. I mean, it's not a good <laughs> yeah. word to use as a name. Yeah, Rafe. Come on. That's, that's enough name shaming. I'm yeah, moving let's... on to Harrison Yulin, <laughs> <laughs> who got who got scalped. Oh, Harrison yeah. Yulin got scalped by his own actor. daughter, Black L- Harry Adams. Love that actor. That's a terrible name, too. Black Harry Adams. Yeah, but Black Harry Adams. Think yeah, everything about it. He's so great, though. <laughs> that actor was un- only in there for like a hot minute, but he's yeah. so good in everything ever, always. I, c- I could watch that dude, you know, fart in a tree or whatever. He's just amazing. <laughs> fart in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Harris What's that Yulin. guy doing up there? He looks like he's... Yeah, still yeah, with us, by the way. Born by the way, yeah. if you're if you're listening along and you're like Harris Eulin, who's that? He's the judge in Ghostbusters too. Yeah, right. Like, remember back to Ghostbusters two, that screaming judge. He's the, exactly, right he's back. the one who animated mm-hmm. the 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 goo, the uh, slime, the ectoplasm. Yep. Oh, because of his anger, he charged yes, it up. Yes. And yes, this dude, right. I just want to put this in some perspective. He's born in thirty seven. That puts him in his eighties. He is in everything from Clear and Present Danger to Scarface to uh, the Rush Hour movies to yeah. Ghostbusters 2, like you mentioned. And he is still killing it. He's in that new Billion series. He was in something this year called I Know This Much Is... Oh, I Know This Much Is True. Brian, you didn't you recommend this? Mm-hmm. Or someone yep. did. Hmm. Uh, he's just... He's in Ozark. He plays Buddy Deaker in that. He's so good. Oh yeah, wow. that's all, that's what I've seen him in recently. Buddy, he yeah. is amazing yes. in Ozark. I all praise way, to Harris Eulin. That guy's awesome. Love that guy. By the yeah. way, have have we all at least seen the first season of Ozark here? Uh, yes. yes, first season. Yeah. Yes, I've never Whole seen. How about past. you, listener? I haven't seen past I, it. Okay, all right. I just like uh, the. I have never been more worn out by a TV show than Ozark. <laughs> oh, like, seriously, I can't think of anything. That's Not seen uh, Breaking Bad, <laughs> right? Well, I stopped watching Breaking Bad and never finished it because it's oh, so interesting. Weary, oh man, yeah, yeah. That's a, I can't. I, I, can't I hear imagine. you though. That's fine, Randy. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Some 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 shows can be like that. I I couldn't make it through uh, Lost. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> d- uh, yeah. Really? Shut up. Really? Shut up. Really? Serious. I had to. I had to go back and force myself to watch, like, like around season three. I came back. Why? What was season it about one, Lost I, that put you off? What, what did you not like? Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh. I don't want to get too far into this, but let me tell you right now. Yeah. The smoke <laughs> monster was the end of me for Lost. Like, <laughs> that smoke monster shows up one more time, conveniently to remove an actor because they had a DUI or something that has absolutely nothing to do with anything, <laughs> and then they pretend like it's part of the story. I'm going to be pissed. Mm. And uh, sure enough, they did. They came in and they killed one more president. I'm it. I'm I'm out every week. It's more questions and no answers. I'm exhausted. Yeah. We're done. Lost. Yeah, that was enough for you, was it? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't mind that stuff. And I really, I mean, I'd love Breaking Bad, and I really like Ozark yeah. season one. Although, but I, I totally don't... do know what you mean, though, about it being exhausting. Because it's like, all right, you have this. Hey, here's an opportunity for you to finally get out of the trouble that you've got that you've caused yourself. Great. 
No, you're right. not going to do it. Okay, oh, you're exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> you're, right. was, you're exhausting. I was I was uh, talking about this exact subject with a uh, famous writer that I know the other day, and uh, they Ooh, were drop. telling me about how. Yeah, I, I realized I didn't <laughs> no, want to. No, no name dropping. Oh, I, I just like realized that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go uh, go that far. But I. Uh, but they were telling me about how uh, the key to writing these sort of like ongoing things is to open three doors for every door you close. Right. And right. that sounds kind of like what we're talking about, but mm-hmm. it's not. Because it's about the intensity of what's coming out of those doors that I'm that I'm really talking about. Like, uh, you know, in this movie in Cutthroat Island, there's a, a really good balance, right? Like you have right. a story and the mysteries pile up and the double crosses when they happen happen. You know what I'm saying? But it's not like super intense. It's mm, it's no. it's it's appropriately intense. Yeah, uh, right. I feel like Ozark is like is too much it, it it's a it, lot you know, yeah i mean when, mm-hmm. when you get to the point we've already seen it and spoilers if you haven't have already cut off by now and you're planning on watching those arcs there's a lot of uh double crossing and mm-hmm. close in the family and when you get when you get to that point it's like okay this character has absolutely zero uh safety net at this mm-hmm. point and that can get exhausting yeah that can be really exhausting i that's why i'm personally i'm a bigger fan of things like uh, i mean fargo is my favorite show on tv and I'm, mm. I think the reason I'm so into that series is there is moment to moment, you know, the, the, there are moments that, that sh- if you drew them out to be their own series would be incredibly exhausting. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what Breaking Bad and other shows are. They're like taking one of those things and spreading them out. But instead, this gets pulpy and quick about yeah. it, you know. I don't know. I can't quite explain why, but man, it's, I, I think we probably all have trouble uh, dealing with subject of total isolation, which is what all these characters are really doing. They're slowly isolating themselves through bad decisions. And it's just, it's just exhausting. Yeah. Can be. And, and by the way, uh, if you, if you do this sort of thing, I do this sort of thing. If you make notes and I keep them in my iPhone, uh, about like, I need to make sure I catch this when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, I want to, there's a show coming out next year called inventing Anna. And it's it's it was created by Shonda Rhimes. It stars Laverne Cox. Most importantly, it stars the girl who plays Ruth in Ozark. And I oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can I don't She's care so what the Ruth show is, is a about. great character. Yeah. She is, and the actress yeah. Julia. Uh, uh, we just talked about her, didn't we? Garner, yes. Julia Garner. Garner. Yeah. She just did a movie that I think is on Hulu, where she basically plays a an assistant to a Harvey Weinstein type of character. Mm-hmm. It's going to be yeah. real. It's going to be real hard for me to 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 pivot to any other character by her, unless it's the same. No, she's on know, her way, dude. Character. She's headed. Yeah, no, you, you watch this, and and it's it's a different, a very very different character from Ruth. She's that's this, great. This other character is like a. Like you said, this put upon assistant who's finding out all these horrible things that her mm-hmm. that her boss is doing, yeah, and right. the, the movie only takes place during a day, like one day in her life. Yeah, and I, um, I have gotten to the screen and have been about to hit play on the assistant more than once. Assistant, and yeah. it's it's a Kitty Green movie, which means it's gonna be real, real hard. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like yeah. this is the person who made like casting John Bonet. Yeah. Oh jeez, <laughs> like, I don't know. I can't. Uh, she. It's, by the way, she real quick here. She played. Uh, she was also in the Waco TV miniseries about the Waco siege uh, back in the nineties, mm. and that came out in twenty eighteen, I believe. Anyway, every time I think of that or that comes up. And she was great in it. Uh, I can't recommend that miniseries enough. I loved it. Even if if you think you're yeah. going to get some schlocky TV ripped from the headlines sort of treatment, you you don't. And you have amazing that was the actors. Kutcher in it. is Koresh, right? Uh, no, Kutcher. it was not Kutcher. Um, Kitsch. Uh, 
Uh, Taylor, oh, Taylor, Taylor Kitsch. Kitsch yeah. right. Not Kutcher, but Kitsch. And he was fantastic in that role. Like, blew my mind. <laughs> you know who else is great? You know Michael that's, Shannon's that's in it. That's me confusing freaking... it, confusing just by last name and not by the actors looking alike. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's none of that. But that's like Michael Shannon, uh, that guy we all love, Shea Wiggum's in it. Ah, oh, it's so good. And, and Julia what? Gardner's great. She's really good. What is, what is, what is about... Well, okay, so we have had some excellent discussions today on Film we sure Sack, have. And sure. very, very little of it has been about... The actual cutthroat cut island. island. Now that's okay. Sometimes that happens. Uh, is this your first time so, here? Sometimes that happens, right? <laughs> okay, James Franco. Uh-huh. But uh, I don't know, man. So what? What do you guys think about the chemistry between Gina Davis? <laughs> that wasn't and, even a segue. I'm like, yeah, no. I'm like, I don't even know. This. It was we, like, we, like we are so far out to sea. We are you so far the out to sea. Break and then yeah. like crank the car to the side and yeah. made us go to a different. Down just the said, I we don't know, so man. Out to see right anyway. now, I don't even know how to get back to the film. I'm like, where are we even at right now? No, I like. We're I like a little you're, dingy out here. I like this. Is your you do this a lot? You steer us yes. back, and that's and good. we love it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you what I. Uh, let's see if you guys can guess what I found to be gross in the film. Oh, yes. Now both things. I, one of them is in the trivia, and I didn't know about, and I think it's the grossest. So that doesn't really count. But at least want to give it a mention. So, so here's this. Sewage. Gross. All right. This, the raw sewage being poured yeah. into the, uh, where is it? I got it right here. Broken pipes cause raw sewage to pour into the water tank where the actors are supposed to swim. Now, I didn't say they got in oh, there. Yeah. They probably cleared yeah. it out. But, dude, that is the nastiest idea yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. All right, that's what, number one. Oh, I, can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Can I ask a, can I ask a question? <laughs> yeah. I just, I just got a little, I'm going to raise my hand here. Yeah. Uh, so what's the difference between Raw sewage and sewage. I mean, untreated. It, cooked, okay, cooked but sewage I, I don't. Is, way better is it still sewage <laughs> even if it's been treated? Because once it's been treated, isn't it no longer sewage? Well, it's I'm still confused. sewage. Like so. Okay, so there's a sewage plant not terribly far from me. It's probably thirty minutes or less. Right. Away. So if it comes out of my butt, is that raw sewage? Oh yeah. And then once that it gets raw sewage, that's yeah. raw sewage. Okay, but once it gets in with everybody else's poo, it's is still, it still raw, raw sewage. sewage? Oh yeah, because it's their okay, raw so when, sewage. When mixed do we cook it? You don't cook it. You you treat it <laughs> chemically and through other means, and that's right. like and multi-phase. It, that's a multi-phase process. It's not just like one job. You you there's filters. There's there's um what do you call it? Like a it's like chemistry. you screen it. Yeah, chemistry. there's a bunch of chemi- there's chemistry involved. There's chemistry involved, <laughs> and then eventually on the other side of that, you may have what is basically just you know fertilizer. Uh, or right, yes. or you may end up okay, with so, like but water when, purification. At what point in time, That's what I'm asking is, at what point in time does it go from being raw sewage to sewage? Because, Well, like Brian said, it's it, better if raw is better than cooked. You just want to eat it raw. Raw is better than cooked. If, yeah. if the, uh, the fine young cannibals taught us nothing, the raw. <laughs> so, I mean, I understand because, I mean, if I have a piece of raw meat and I cook it, then it's meat. And so I can look at it and go, meat, here's meat. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. w- at what point in time can I look at, raw sewage and then look at sewage and go okay this is no longer raw sewage this is just sewage because once it's been processed then i consider it good again right or fertilizer brian, brian i just want to go i want to go and give you credit for this you're absolutely right it is an unnecessary extra word that we put on yeah. it for emphasis yeah you're right yeah. your core point is right but i do want to point out as if hopefully someone else noticed this that brian dunaway who was just now steering us away from everything else back to the movie, then took us on a nice little side drive to talk about sewage and went raw. It's like, it's like the yeah. phrase, oh, it's, it's okay if he does it, but when we do it. 
So the relationship between Matthew Modine and Tina Davis. <laughs> Wait, you didn't tell was, my other uh, gross was, thing. Was, was raw sewage. Thing. Oh, oh yeah, ahead. yeah, the other gross thing. The, oh, the, I think he's saying that the gross thing is the relationship between Matthew Modine and Tina Davis. <laughs> well, you're close. You're adjacent. So I'll just tell you what it is because you're never going to get it. Um, there was a point in the film, and I have to find this. Uh, hold on. Where is it? Okay. Oh, I don't know where it went. Okay, there's this sound that... Oh, here it is. This is it. Okay, so she gets shot, gets a ball oh, in yeah. her, right? Because they're all balls back then. Uncle Uncle yeah. Bolly stole, shot her. She yeah. even stole somebody's balls. Yeah, Uncle, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Fester shot her in the gut, and she's got this thing. And so he's in there pretending to be a doctor, and he's going to take it out. He finally gets it out, and it makes a sound. Oh, and it's gross. And it's not just like a tink tink after it hits a thing or whatever. It's the sound of it exiting her flesh. And this is the sound. And I captured it. Here you go. Did you hear a little thing at the end? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's not like a plopping meat or something. Like it was attached to her. Yeah. Like yep. here's right. the thing. If you weren't grossed out by the fact that this woman was storing a hairy scalp in her underwear, <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> her, wrong with her grandpa's hairy scalp. Right. No, which no, over no, time. No, no, no. Which over time morphed, right? It was such a weird thing because when it first started out, it was like, oh, that looks like a scalp. It looks like somebody took a scalp and just it's right there. It's got hair coming out of it. Mm-hmm. But by the by the end, she was like laying it out and it was all flat, like a yeah. like a nice piece of paper. Yeah. It was why yeah. was it why was it in her underwear? Yeah. Right. Your dad's yeah. head is it, in your but, panties. But you keep your most important things. Do you guys not keep important what things? What you got to ask is social I security keep, card down there. One, one important thing only. Well, there's one very important thing. <laughs> well, let me get only. my driver's license out for you. Here yeah, you go. Take a look at is. that. Yeah, take a look Touch at my it. driver's license. I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I don't put anything in my underwear that doesn't belong there. So I don't know what right. she was doing with had, that. <laughs> have, you even, have you even had a bullet uh, or an object removed from your body until uh, the doctor plops it onto a metal plate and it goes tink 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 no that's the okay that is such a requirement you can't have a plastic tray that the bullet goes into it has to go into a metal tray and you have to drop it from a distance so it really makes a solid clink yep there we took it out that is a tropey ass trope i don't know what that trope's called but it's a good one Uh, there's a there's a related trope which is you know how you were just causing me the greatest physical pain imaginable by digging into my flesh it turns me on so (laughs) me right now right dude i'm telling you right now the if you have that in your belly she's got all kinds of other worries you got infection coming you got all sorts of issues you're gonna have sepsis It's it's gonna be I bad. Did, I did like how they they played it. Uh, that the the pirates just like oh get a hot poker. Yeah, poker. Right. Yeah. right. I was like yeah, that's what you did. She did that's grunt a lot did. in this movie. There's a lot of grunting, a lot of mm-hmm. a moaning and grunting. If you closed your eyes, you'd think you were watching something very different. <laughs> that was my yeah. takeaway after the end of this movie because a lot of people just going eh, oh eh. yeah yeah. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. Constantly. I was glad. I was glad there was a nod to to quicksand. I mean, you couldn't have oh, yeah. a movie about this time period and based on these kind of subjects without having some quicksand. And it was and nobody's ever really gotten it. quicksand. I mean, well, Death. quicksand is Hollywoodized to the point where yeah. it's like, oh, you just slowly start sinking, and there's usually a wooden sign next to it that says "Danger Quicksand," <laughs> and there's always a a vine that's just on the other side. And yeah, uh, let us never forget that Indiana Jones escaped quicksand using snakes in the uh, fourth Indiana oh, Jones yeah. film. Oh, jeez! Because they yeah. took you know one of his great was... fears and said, "Well, this is as close to a rope as we have there, Indy. What do you want to do? I guess I'll pull you out with these snakes out yeah, of the Sophie's yeah. choice." And, and that was yeah. 
And that was some bad and and that was some bad quicksand. This was actually yeah. some pretty good looking quicksand. I I bought this quicksand. It made a lot of good farty noises as it was getting pulled. Tina, Tina brought up the fact while we were watching this that as a kid, she was because it was so prevalent in every show that that she was watching at the time, Gilligan's Island, or you know, I don't know, Brady Bunch goes to Columbia <laughs> or something. White. I don't know if there was some, some <laughs> moment, was. but it was like all the TV shows had all these events where the characters are getting caught in quicksand. She was deathly afraid that it was going to happen to her in her life as well. Oh yeah, oh, wow. that's like, a common fear for people. Yeah. And people, it, you know, the movies and TV totally made, it, made up. Yeah, made her feel like she was going to have some. Oh, no, no quicksand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a scary. The idea of being sucked into a place where your your next breath after you can't hold it anymore is going to be just mud is a terrible thought. Yeah. That's I mm. totally feel feel for her. Here's the thing. I just want to do a quick thought experiment. If you're going to imagine one person from the entire cast of the uh, of that show that you just mentioned, I can't think of it all of a sudden. Uh, Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. Brady Bunch. Uh, who would it be? Alice. You want to put Alice in there? You want to put? Uh, oh, who, Alice. Who, who, who every falls time. in the quicksand? Yeah, who gets in the quicksand and is is either the funniest to be in there or the one you would like oh. to see die or something? Yeah, who? definitely. It's definitely um, Alice. No, it's <laughs> really. It's Bobby. I, Come Bobby, on. Oh, wait, yeah. You don't think Jan's uh, pretty funny? She's pretty Bobby, funny when she gets they upset. Wouldn't have, they wouldn't have put the one of the kids. Jan one was girls in there, but they would have put one of the kids in there. It's Bobby. He's gonna die. Everybody's freaking out. <laughs> right, they Jan have to stretch out the kids to make a human chain to pull. Him out. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so this cynical. is why you don't hold on to the enchanted tiki, Bobby. <laughs> exactly yeah. what I was thinking. It's always the tiki. It was actually an episode about the tiki, right? I that know. Was the, there was the a double parter. There was two episodes yeah. about the tiki. Oh Don Ho gosh. finally told him where to put the tiki. Well, where do you put where do you, where do you tell him? I'm it? pretty sure that, by the <laughs> way, I think Bobby still lives volcano out there. And Oh, that's right. Pretty sure Bobby, simply walk into Diamond Head. I'm pretty so, sure Bobby what, still it, lives here in Salt Lake City. We used, we went and trashed his garbage cans when I was a teenager. He lived down nice. the holiday. Yeah. Is there any accuracy to paces at all? I mean, oh, as like I get counting, as I get yeah. older, I question measurements more and more, especially. No, uh, but you boy, when you're counting off paces, you sure have to do it with an excited voice. 18, yeah, nineteen, oh, twenty. <laughs> And paces don't work like that. No, nope. paces go, don't work. No, and paces can't, don't work can't also like it. down the side and yeah, into you a can't cave. go one direction and turn back around about face and do paces. No. Yeah, yes. plus pace is just a bad system anyway. No, it's it's it way is. too honor system. No one ever adheres to the rules. No, and it's how like long clicks. are your legs? How many, how many is a click? Like if you get to, right. oh, well, it's about 30 clicks that way. Yeah. You know what? Paces work for about five paces. Anything longer than five paces, you're <laughs> definitely not going to find what Everybody you're has for. a different pace. Yeah. Right, right. It's, five paces, you're good. Life. It's more accurate it's if you did five 70 paces. 70 paces, no chance. Do five pacers, feel like at least it's a natural measurement. Movie, uh, I suddenly feel like we're talking about yellow beard. <laughs> Yellow beard. Oh my yellow gosh. Yellow beard? I yes. Uh, uh, years Chung? ago. No, no, no. No, it's like a it's like a partially Monty Python film. Yeah. Oh. Um yeah, I saw Wasn't there this. a Cheech and Chung pirate movie? Was there? Uh <laughs> something like Yellow Beard, but maybe not. How have we never watched any Cheech and Chungs, like nice dreams no, or something? Yeah, like here it is. Guy. Yellow Beard eighty three. It was written by Graham Chapman and Peter Cook. So that's that's yeah. very adjacent. It's, it's a little bit like time bandits, like these movies that are uh-huh. yeah. Oh, and Cheech, I'm sorry, Brian Ibbett needs some credit. Cheech and Chong are in the movie oh, Yellowbeard. Oh, look at that. Oh, Remembering things you. you didn't know you remembered. I'll yeah. take a bow right now. Well, that sounds like because of all these things, we need to put it on the list. <laughs> right. Like everybody was well, in this. Holy crap. Peter Boyle, Cheech Marin, Tommy Chong, Peter Cook, Marty Feldman. Uh, you also had Eric Idle, John Cleese. Most of, most of those guys showed up. 
Mm-hmm. That's I. We should watch that. Yeah, and Absolutely. there's a there's a joke in it about a drunk pirate following a map that was made by a drunk pirate, and it's like <laughs> stagger, stagger, <laughs> fall, <laughs> turn, twist, turn. I think know. I saw this and never knew it was a thing that was like Monty Python people involved. I thought right. saw it as a kid. I yeah, I would. I wouldn't have known when I saw it originally. Yeah, but yeah, I, I you're have absolutely of right about paces being unreliable. I I was a kicker for the football team and uh, as a kid, and you cannot pace out like no. uh, the same thing every time. That's why they have lines on the field. Yeah, that's right uh, as it should be. He's on the it's fifty just, pace uh, line. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> It just would be, it's a bummer to have a movie like that that's got so many um, Monty Pythoners in it, and it's not directed by uh, uh, Gilliam, Terry Gilliam. Right. No. It's, it's not a good movie. Uh, it it, it yeah. was part of my Monty Pythonathon in college. Uh, <laughs> Monty Pythonathon, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it would, and we need to have it done like. People would regularly skip it. God, don't you guys miss that? That that's like uh, that's like the most common story. It's like you you don't know anything about Monty Python until you get to college, and then it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, now it's time to watch every Monty Python that's ever Indoctrinated. Yeah. yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! I'm sorry. I just have to mention this. The director of Yellowbeard. Okay, his name uh-huh. is Mel Damsky. He's done tons of stuff, mostly TV episodes. His most recent effort, 2018, he made a movie called. Homegrown Christmas for the Hallmark Channel, starring oh. Lori Laughlin and Gwen That Webster. should be the one we watch. <laughs> wow. wow. Good old Mel Damsky. Is, it, is yep. it streaming now? No, but this is one of those oh. hideous films. My, I'm sure it's on rotation, though. Because, well, Oh, God. I, I actually, saw like I, this. I'd heard they, uh, I think they pulled all the Lori Laughlin stuff while she's in prison. I don't think they're playing yeah. any of her stuff. I saw mm-hmm. this. Uh, I saw this. It was, I hate Facebook. Um, I saw this picture on Facebook the other day. And uh, it was it was a like a like a huge poster size, and you've probably all seen this of all the Hallmark and different films, like oh, the yeah. cover art, yeah. and it's always like a lady in a red shirt and a guy in a dark green shirt, yep. and they all look exactly. Yeah, alike. sometimes they swap places, but for the most part, it's the same arrangement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a weird. My wife loves those thing things. I still cannot explain it. I don't get it. I hate them. I watch from some with her. All I do is make fun of it, and she kicks me out of the room. They're the worst. I hate them. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I can see where the appreciation is. I get I, it. It's like. Lucky. I'd watch kung fu movies all afternoon from the seventies if you let me. Yes, and and, yes. Ev- and everyone should make fun of me for that. But what's the difference, <laughs> you know? So I, I do expect I accept it for what it is, but I just yeah. cannot fathom how these are enjoyable to anyone. And she just loves them. I have been- Meanwhile, there's Cutthroat Island. Cutthroat, Cutthroat Island. Island. Return to shore. <laughs> We've rescued the passengers. All right. Well, we can. Do, you want to do some clips? I have clips. Yeah. clips yeah. All right. I'm going to uh, play these clips, and they're going to be in order, uh, chronological in the film's making. There aren't a ton of them because, again, I don't know. There's yeah, a lot of action, not a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. But I captured a bunch, and here's some stuff about balls. I took your balls. Oh, that was your prom date, Brian. Your prom date. Uh, oh, yep. I yep. forgot to mention that part. Um, this was audio from Brian's prom date. This has nothing yes, to do that, with this uh, movie. Somebody's going to have to I, edit that into the prom date. Yeah. I want to play oh. a game, though. I want to play a little game. I'll bet you every clip you captured could be assigned to Brian's prom date. <laughs> up to- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with, with that thinking, let's play everything with let's, that let's in our it. minds. Okay. So here's Frank Langella coming in the room. I took this from my brother Richard last week. Unwillingly. That's his blood on the borders. Right, do, you, do you have a date named? Uh, yeah. All right. Bring, connect it. 
that's connect to, it, Randy. That one's hard to connect. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Oh, I mean, it's obviously, obviously, they're, uh, you know, Brian has a brother. Yeah. And they're they've got this like reusable <laughs> condom that is being oh, oh my god. That went darker than I wanted. Wow. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, I know this next oh. one fits. This one totally fits. Check this out. I'm gonna split you wide open. All right. Okay, oh, here we go. Yeah. Oh my god, Brian's prom date is, I don't think Brian's prom date has ever been so like mean. Yeah. No, and that and that actually was my prom date. Like yeah. that wasn't me talking. That yeah. was my prom date talking. She's, she oh, sounds okay, a right. lot yeah, like Franklin. Yeah. That's a whole new wrinkle on the prom date, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, I love that guy though. All right. Uh what's this one? Something about a some, uh, I don't, it's some bad acting. Here you go. I will fly his bloody head as my banner. Oh my gosh, dude! Crap. Oh yeah. I will fly his bloody head as my banner, Dad. Banner. Me, I'm gonna cut your head off. Me. Yeah, just like yeah, just like your bloody scalp. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. It, it yeah, would have been okay is. if they had just fixed it. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's <laughs> not the worst okay, line ever. But you can't understand it. It's it's not performed well. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get you. It's rough. Uh, here's. What's this? Friends call him Willie. Oh, this? it's a Willie thing. Here you go. But my friends call me Willie. All right. <laughs> so was that a 1995 <laughs> joke? That was a prom date right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nailed it. There's some, Ryan, more, there's some more bad acting. puppeting his own junk. I called like, this. Like I, called this I called this more bad acting, but I don't know. I, sh- I could have said that about everything, but here's this. It's a map. Cutthroat Island. The buried treasure of a Spanish gold ship. More gold, jewels, and plunder than you've ever dreamed of. Okay. Cut, honey. <laughs> guess that was Rennie Harlan, right? Yeah. I wonder if that ever happened. Not Bad taking idea. you to dinner tonight unless you act better. Okay, three, yeah. two, one, go. Nah. Yeah. And she's great in everything. She's great in tons of stuff. Oh, oh my yeah. God, everything. No, it's, it's definitely not her. She's not the issue. It's just bad direction on her, and she's just not the right person for this. For this, well, that's movie. what I was yeah. curious about. I'm like, because didn't didn't isn't that right? It wasn't Rennie Harlan and Gina Davis, weren't they doing? They were like, dating. Yeah. The thing right now. Okay, yeah. so yeah. so I was curious about that. I was like, how do you tell? You know, the person you're dating, you're doing a bad job. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, it's hard. You just don't say hard. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's Harlan. It's hard. It's so hard. That's why it's you Harlan. don't fish from the company pier? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> don't drink out of the same. I think bucket. you can actually fish in the company pier. I think that's. I think that's. Well, if the company allows it, the company says, <laughs> "Hey, yeah, that's." Yeah. If they got a pier, I mean, surely you can fish from it. I mean, well, <laughs> all right, here's uh, two ships against one idea. Two ships against one. You should like them odds. You should like them odds. You, you know, if you're like going to have her odds. talk like a pirate, have her really go. Like, get an accent going or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just the them odds part. Two ships against one. You should like them odds. I just you should like them. If you didn't yeah. notice, we didn't appreciate that they said the name of the movie in one of these lines. Like, how hard is it to say the name of the movie with reverence and awe? Yeah, yeah. they don't ever do right. that. I do have a couple. I have one later where they say it, I think. Oh, it's right here. I heard a cutthroat island. There you go. And that was, uh, we haven't talked about him. Gladiator guy. Um, uh, died during during Gladiator. Uh, what's his name? Shoot. Uh, crap. He was the trainer in Gladiator. Shoot crap. Uh, shit. I can't f- find his shoot, name. Shoot crap. He played, uh, he played the other brother. 
Uh, oh, okay. You're talking about a uh, brother who uh, had this had the barrel of eels. Yes, and I can't think of right? his name. Anyway. And he was uh, he was because everybody was like black and brown, and he was like a dog. And I think he was uh, what was his name? Oh, it was uh, Mar- Mordecai was the character's Mordecai, name. Mordecai. There you go. And, and he was uh, the actor's name Oliver was Reed. Here it down. is, Oliver Reed. Oliver, Oliver Reed, Reed played okay. Proximo in in Gladiator, and he was fantastic in it. But he died during the filmmaking. He was a, no- a notorious uh alcoholic and eventually oh, i'm gonna say it's notorious for dying during the filming of your <laughs> <Yeah>. films i'm <laughs> uh, dead but he but that happened like in the middle of making that which made for a real bummer editing thing later in that movie but uh that mm. guy is a very compelling interesting actor i like him a lot all right um uh, moving on how about this one uh lovely what lovely lady. i don't know oh brian another prom mm-hmm. okay this, this is right. from prom <laughs> okay. this this is an, it. It, it, this one speaks for itself you're a very beautiful woman i'd like to wash your feet dude you were weird <laughs> you were so weird true. back then yeah they were they were disgusting yeah. it wasn't even me trying to be romantic right. it was exactly, like it was, that's what I was thinking. you are not putting those in my oh, so that wasn't like you was some fetish foot thing you were no, you were going no, no. Uh, these no, are just was, gross was, okay I did beautiful, not want to have to get the uh, get the the funk out of my Chevette. Uh, during <laughs> out this whole of my thing. Chevette. Rennie Harlan won't tell you this, but you definitely need to wash your feet. I haven't heard someone invoke the your name Chevette. Chevette in about twenty years. That's great. <laughs> did you really have a Chevette? I really had a Chevette. Oh, yeah. we all I had, had two, Chevettes, oh, didn't I we? Had a, I had two Corollas and a Chevette. That means you had up. a vet growing up, and that I did. Oh, cool. believe me. Was it a I red Chevette all the time? Oh, <laughs> right in my vet. Yeah. Was on. it a red Chevette? No, it was. Oh, a, so uh, it wasn't little little red Chevette. All yeah. right. No, it was, it was not a little red Chevette. It was a, a blue hatchback Chevette. They should change that oh. that uh, print song to be "Little Red Chevette." Red Chevette. Really change the tone. Somebody probably somebody's probably done that. I would yeah. Oh, you could easily do that. I would think just a little auto tuning, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Little that is such idea. a shit car. The vet, the Chevette. Oh, I'd love. But it. would people know? Would people these days know what? A Chevette is. I know. There's a little... I'll up you. I'll up your Chevette and tell you we had a Pinto before the Chevette. What do you Whoa. think about that? The Pinto, I think, a has Pinto. more notoriety because they blew up all the time or whatever, right? Like yeah. the Pacer. Yeah. Pacer has the same kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing at fifty Pacers. Anyway, here's how many, your, how uh, many fifty Pacers was it? Uh, it's just five Pacers. <laughs> five Pacers. All right. So, uh, so here's pacers. the thing from the earlier in the show. So to the lady with the monkeys. Sell <laughs> I monkey didn't mind watching her do anything. I'm like, I don't know, man. That monkey, I, I feel uncomfortable with that. I love a little like you know, Indiana Jones ate the date monkey. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of whatever those monkeys are. What are they called? Uh, not spider monkeys. Uh, uh Mnuchin. Mnuchin. Uh, Mnuchin. There you go. <laughs> not Mnuchin. Perfect. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, head, head of the treasury. Uh, Mnuchin monkey. Um, I don't know the name. Yeah. Whatever they are, I love What's those. It called? They have to put diapers on because they shit everywhere. But there's, they're like the. <laughs> Like I got the, news for them. All monkeys do that. I know, but like I follow a couple of them on TikTok and they're great. Wait, you follow monkeys on TikTok? Yeah, they're people, <laughs> they're, they're people with these little monkeys. That, oh, people. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, the monkeys. I was worried. I thought monkeys had taken over already. I thought it was in the Planet of the Ape times. Oh. I just I just looked Ooh. up I just looked up capuchins and I'm really su- surprised that they have very little range. They're only from Costa Rica and Panama and only on the Caribbean side. Ooh, oh, sing weird. the Panama oh. song. They're cute. Mm. No, reach down between your legs and ease the seat. <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe how many times that that uh, instrumental uh, David Lee Roth bit has come up in the past two weeks. I know. In two weeks, that's what fourth time. Fourth time at least. That's yeah. weird. 
I don't understand why that happened. All right, this exchange is real bad, is what I wrote. In sweet memory of bouncing you on my knee as a little girl, I'm going to ask you just once for your daddy's piece of the map. Would you settle for the point of my cutlass? Somehow I knew you'd say something like that. No, you didn't. And then we'd fall to oaths. No, you didn't. That cutlass line makes me sick. I hate it. Mm-hmm. It sounds terrible. Blah. Speaking of speaking of uh, horrible cars, there you go, Cutlass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cutlass. Supreme. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Cutlass Supreme, right? Do they have a Supreme yeah. in there? Yeah. Oh, you gotta have the Supreme. If you don't have one, if you got it, if you gotta have one, you gotta have the Supreme, right? My next door had the my next door neighbor had the Cutlass Sierra, which was oh yeah, that one's also nice. Not as good. Yeah, those were big boats. Those cars. <laughs> all right, here's a somebody yelling. Cut it loose! Oh, all right, cut it loose. Cut it loose! Oh, I can yeah. turn you guys down. I feel like I'm. Randy, which part of the problem day was that? Uh, that was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope we you called the one. I hope you called the one where he. Uh, <laughs> Let me call it the one where he jumps up and 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 yells about her having his map. Do you, you have that part? I might. Do I? That's a good one. I think That's I do. Like well, here's. One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that one. That's coming up. Uh, here's one for. Uh, must be the something about cliffs of blood. This is more bad acting. The cliffs of blood. It's cutthroat. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> how am i supposed to respond here <laughs> okay uh let's do that again uh you're, you're actually trying to sound joyful uh and not like you just got goosed by cutlass oh my lord that's so good all right yelling okay this is the one where he she sneaks in and takes the map and then he yells waking up he was pissed he was so pissed wow All right, something about we're all alive. So Matthew Modine gets the final word today. I'm alive, and you're alive, and and we're alive together. Shit, it's bad. That's so bad. It is painful. That's the right way to say Uh, it. I feel pain right now. There's pain mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in my colon. I should get that checked. All right, here's this. It's the film sack checklist. Explodey things, check. Cartoony golden treasure, check. Swinging from shit, check. Uh They did all the things you do in a pirate movie. All right, apparently Randy has scrounged up some Star Trek connections, and I know one of them because Frank Langella was in uh, DS9, but i um, curious That's what else. That's right, yes, yeah. that Frank Langella. He played uh, Bajoran Minister Jaro Essa in the first season of that series and was never seen again. Yep. Oh. He was good I in it, can... though. He had the ridged nose and all that and the earrings. and Yeah, I don't know if he didn't like it or if they just couldn't figure out what to do. Like, they were definitely lots of, like, leader Bajorans through mm-hmm. the rest of the series. Yeah. So. Anyway, bye. Didn't he die. I thought his character died in there. They got in the wormhole or something, and some something <laughs> went bad. I don't know. He was his character was fa- was uh, found to be like uh, committing treason. Oh, but but he didn't. He wasn't like executed or anything. He was just like deposed. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, he should have he should have uh, gotten more. Sorry, Frank. I agree. Uh, yeah. The other one, the one I really want to talk about is John Debney. Oh man, we we love him, especially this time of the year because he composed the new music for John Favreau's now classic movie Elf. Yeah. And uh, before he was famous, uh, John Debney scored the TNG episode Pegasus and two DS9 episodes, uh, mm-hmm. Progress and The Nagus. And uh, while I was looking into this, I went back and like skipped around in those episodes and listened to parts of them and yes you can tell it's john debney scoring 
uh, Star Trek. It's real good. It's funny that you brought that up because you said Nagus, which reminds me of Wallace Shawn, mm-hmm. which reminds the me. Great, the Green um, Nagus. Yeah, and it reminds he's great at it. <laughs> and it reminds me of The Princess Bride, which reminds me of how a movie that's swashbuckly can pull it off and be yeah. great and be great for a long time and hold up forever. Like they're you know, the my dread kids. pilot Gino Davis. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that's just so yeah. this one of these movies and it just kills it. It's so good still. My kids love it. Everyone loves that movie. All right, anyway. Moving on. Uh, well done on the connections. I'm going to give it a soundtrack grade of PP for Pretty Piratey, which is Pretty Piratey yeah. indeed. He knows what to now, he knows is, what to is, do for that. Yeah, this is real early in Debney's uh, you know list. Um, like I would call it the first big movie that he scores, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, my gosh, he's good now. Like uh, it's I th- I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. It was good. I, I will say it's a little, we didn't talk about it in the trivia, but he replaced some, uh, so there was a completely unreleased score that was done and dusted and finished. And then this was one of the big hangups in the film and production is th- they tossed it out and then hired him. And I don't know what the problem was with the first guy, but, uh, apparently hmm. it wasn't the first good. guy. It was John Williams or something. The first guy, that was. would be funny. <laughs> we, couldn't, we, couldn't, we couldn't come to terms. Oh, can yeah. you imagine? John Williams. That would be better. Anyway, hey, uh, Twitter posts this is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. You know the drill. Let's start with Randy. Cutthroat Island. You want action? We've got action. We have every kind of running, jumping, fighting, pushing, shoving, table turning, greed inspired action. And you're going to spend two hours looking for the same spot that everyone else is looking for, and no one seems to be able to find. <laughs> Just like in there. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of ran out of characters. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, all able to fill in the blank yeah, at the it's, end. There. It's a thread. I see a little one slash at the bottom. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll wait until you're done. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Uh, Brian Dunaway. Oh, Cutthroat Island. <laughs> I knew that you knew you would not like this movie. Two hours later, Scrub Cut Island. <laughs> no, that's not right. It is right. Everything right about that was that was a terrible beginning. I like the beginning of this movie was really off putting because like she's, you know, in flagrante with some guy and he's about to hold her up. And then she knows that he knows, but it didn't make sense. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the way, she shows just a tiny little bit of the bum crack there, which is just 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 about all (laughs) she did. Just about all of the uh, the PG you're going to get here, because the rest of it was just bloodless and yeah. sort of gutless. Like there was no. I, I knew I, I should have watched this at 1.5 speed. Did I miss the butt crack? <laughs> yeah, you did. She walked. Oh. She's walking in the room naked, putting on a roby thing, and uh, as the camera pans up, you get a little bit of crack. Oh, I know what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was still fiddling with my aspect ratio. Oh, my ass <laughs> aspect ratio. Aspect ratio. ratio. I mean, well done. I mean, but seriously, like, what? What if he's got a backup gun? Like, this is a terrible plan to yeah. just, just try to disarm someone secretly that you don't trust with your life. Oh yep. my god! For, yep. Forget that. This guy had this gun underneath him, so that means that monkey was messing with that gun mm-hmm. while they were doing it. Yep. So that monkey's all mm-hmm. touching them and everything else. That, the mm-hmm. monkey was freaking me yeah, out. The monkey, King the monkey has seen some shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. And, and they, it wasn't uh, just the ones he was flinging. <laughs> we're all we're all getting monkey. rid of Mnuchin from this movie. Yeah, Mnuchin, you're out. <laughs> you're out, buddy. All right, uh, uh, Brian Ibbett. Uh, 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 there we go. Whew. I was worried. 
Uh, Cutthroat Island. Yar, he's pulling his ship up alongside us. He means to board. Okay, he did it. I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Both of your your sandwiched things today were very good. The star star to Brian Ibbett's forehead. Sandwichy. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, gosh, dang! Look at this. Just handed to me right here. Alternate titers, titles. It was almost called Pen oh, Island. Titers. Titers. It was almost called Pen Island slash Penis Land. Oh, that would have been bad. Uh, go to penisland.com, everybody. Pen Island. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Cut Penis Land. Or Bad Actors of the Caribbean. Oh, that's pretty good. I like that one. All right. Uh, emails. We get them every week. And we got one today from film or at filmsack at gmail.com. This came from Eric, who says, hello, Sackers. Longtime fan of the show. I have a suggestion for all of you in the spy thriller slash gentle comedy area. I think you would like. The movie is called Hopscotch from 1980. From the online description, I expected Dunaway to go, oh, he didn't do it. So. No, that sounds familiar. <laughs> I have the special I, edition. Yeah, I, I don't do have a limit. It sounds familiar. Go ahead and finish. It says, uh, when CIA operatives Miles Kendig, played by Walter Matthau, deliberately lets KGB agent Yazkoff, played by Herbert Lom, get away, his boss, Ned Beatty, threatens okay. to retire him. Uh, yeah. Keating, uh, let's see, beats him to it, however, uh, by destroying his own records and traveling to Austria uh, where he begins to work on his memoir that will expose all of his former agency's covert activities. The CIA catches wind of the book and sends other agents after him, initiating a frenetic yeah. game of cat and mouse that spans the globe. He says it's a very fun romp of a spy movie that takes itself just the right level of serious. Amazon Prime has it. Once again, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't Cheech seen this. Chong but in that one? You're right. There's probably were. Uh, I haven't seen this one, but I've seen the cover art. I knew it sounded familiar. Yeah. This is a never seen it. Yeah, Criterion Collection. Look out! Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Oh. Yes, yeah, in the Criterion Collection. This is is such in high regard. They decided to keep it safe. Oh, it's got a yeah. It's got good reviews. Uh, yeah, solid numbers. I I mean, I really like Walter Matthau, Ned Beatty, Sam Watterson's in this. How young was he? Uh, hmm. How how many of you guys were introduced to Walter Matthau uh, in Grumpier Old Men growing up? Like that's when I started seeing these oh, guys uh, and Bad News Bears going back and looking. Yeah, Bad News Bears. Yeah, I didn't know who he was though when I watched I was Bad not, News Bears. I was I was not old enough for Bad News Bears. I watched that movie when I was so young. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just did not. Get I was it too. At it was all. it was like. Mm-hmm. It was for it was a bit of a forbidden fruit. Felt like I saw it at a friend's house or something. Isn't that funny? If you go back and watch it now, you're like, Psst. oh, it's nothing now. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, like most of that stuff. That's that's why I always say parents are like, hey, you, you had three kids. It seemed pretty good. It worked out. We still got some good advice. Quit demonizing shit. Sit down and watch it my, with them, you dumbasses. And then I like parents. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that my parents thought it was a a G rated comedy about some bumbling kids playing baseball. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it actually had adult subjects mm-hmm. i think that was oh. the primary concern mm-hmm. yeah right. well yeah but yeah. The, but if you're a parent who's not paying attention it just looks like a fun baseball movie with kids in it right but my parents knew and they were like no way that's not happening here and i went no way jose and i my went what is jose? it Ooh, i want to see more anyway what was that uh, what was that first one called just bad news bears just bad news bears okay that was like a whole series and how long bad did news go? bears take manhattan and bad news bears <laughs> lost in new york and Take Manhattan. Bad news bears in space. Was that before or after the? Was that before or after the Muppets? Yeah, there is no version that was called Take Manhattan. (laughs) 
Um, okay. I really can't remember any of the follow-up Bad News Bears movies, but they all had subtitles like that, didn't they? But this has got to remember yeah, the yeah. first Bad News Bears where we got Jackie Earl Haley, man. That guy. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Weird kid. Uh, uh, hey, anyway. one, one real, one more quick thing. Yeah. Um, uh, we, you know, should honor, uh, the passing, the loss, uh, great loss of, uh, one of the stars of two terrific film sack movies that we enjoyed, um, uh, contact and golden eye, yeah. uh, the Arecibo observatory collapsed mm-hmm. this last week. Oh, rest and, in peace. Uh, oh, that that's thing. Yeah. And the video of that thing falling is just. Heartbreaking. It, heart- is it is heartbreaking. heartbreaking. Yeah. Been there forever, and I I just hope Sean Bean wasn't under there when it fell. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. you know that would be a bummer. I thought you were going to say, and I and I think this is worth mentioning as well. The oh, especially because yeah. we just Max. watched Mad Max, but um, mm-hmm. uh, the actor who played uh, Toe Cutter and then later in Mad Max Fury Road yeah. played uh, Immortan Joe. Immortan Amazing Joe. roles, both uh, passed away as well at the age of seventy six, yeah. I believe, and. Uh, Anyway, that was kind of a bummer. And also, we just watched yes. it, so it felt... And we uh, just saw it, so yeah. yeah it's, it felt it's a little fresh. I, related? Fresh I don't think relevant. so. What? <laughs> Arecibo and, uh, and Toe Cutter? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, what, did I, what did I keep calling him? Toe Ripper. I kept toe, toe, Ripper. Toe, toe Ripper, I think, yeah. yeah. Toe Jammer. Toe Jammer. Toe Jammer no, and no, Earl. <laughs> toe Jammer and Earl. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. All right, uh, enough with the uh, RIPs. Next week... Uh, in our continuing month of sort of Christmassy time where we want to watch movies we like and see and stuff, uh, we're going to watch The Abyss finally. The Abyss. Yes. Everybody. The, oh. big, the big banana abyss, too. So tuck in for a seven and a half uh, hour movie. Yeah, I think. It's it's so long. Yeah, two hours and what? Two something. Killing. 240? We're watching the extended lifetime long edition. Yeah. Oh, but it's God. so good, you guys. It's such a great movie. Ed Harris at his, at his peak. Well, not his peak, but it, awesome. one of the great Ed Harris films. Uh, it's amazing. Some of the first CGI ever in a movie would prepare for what Terminator would do. Uh, it's got an amazing performance by Elizabeth Mastriano. Mary, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. There's, there's the name. By the way, you know, you, you're going to watch this movie and it's going to feel long, but don't do it. Don't give up. You never gave up on anything in your entire <laughs> life. I'm going to pound on your chest and rip it open your shirt. You never gave up on anything in yeah, your you entire life. Don't give up on this now. Her exposed boobs. Just bam, bam, bam. It's great. So check it out. Bam, it's rad. Uh, gulp down a uh, gulp down some oxygen water and get ready to watch it because <laughs> Ooh, yeah. that's you this coming this week. Stuff. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Abyss. Oh, I'm so excited. It's on Prime as a reminder where it is. Lately, a lot of Prime stuff. Don't know why that's yeah. happening, but it is. So get The Abyss with us mm-hmm. today. Uh, in the meantime, filmsack.com is our website. You can find everything else you need there, all of it, including a link to that email address, which is filmsack at gmail.com, and our Twitter accounts and the uh, show's Twitter account at filmsack. Leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. I'm seeing a lot of lists going around of the shows you've listened to the most this year, and I've seen a few with filmsack at the top, and that makes me very happy. Mm. Uh, those are something Spotify is doing, but uh, keep us up on those lists, you guys, because we love it and it gets exposure to other people who might check us out all these 11 years later. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Bad dog. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Jeez.
Jeez. Ooh. Chaos.